So what is a hero? Do we always think of a hero as someone who saves children from burning buildings, gets rid of the bad guy? Is our mindset on heroes, what we read in comic books, and what we see on television? Well, there's more to what a hero is that we don't usually see in our everyday lives. Hey guys, my name is Kyle. I'm here with Hunter and Sean, and today we're going to be talking about Coach Sam and his experience with prostate cancer. This is the Daily, the Daily Banana. Banana. So, what is prostate cancer? Prostate cancer is cancer that, that occurs in a small walnut-shaped gland in men. It's one of the most common types of cancer in men. What's the survival rate for, say, five years? Uh, for five years, the survival rate is 29%. Wow, that's pretty low. Yeah. The fact that he's still here today is insane. Yep. When many people hear the word hero, they often think of the Hollywood or Google definition. But a more accurate description would be like the hidden heroes of our everyday lives but they may not be doing stupendous things like saving people. They're making an impact on someone's life for the better. No matter how significant the deed is, it's the everyday things that make the world a better place. Now, I'm not saying that people who do amazing things aren't heroes, but it's those who don't do deeds just for the recognition, but instead out of selflessness that are really incredible. Our main goal today is to answer a simple question. Are heroes made or born? To answer this question, we interviewed someone who has a very interesting story about himself and his deeds. Hey guys, my name is Kyle and I'm here with Hunter and Sean and today we're going to be talking about Coach Sam. Well, Sam Pearson's my name. And he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Ten years ago last month. Wow, so um, how did you feel like when you heard this news? Well, it was at five o'clock on a Monday afternoon when the doctor called and told me. And uh, when you hear those words, you have cancer, your mind goes blank. So you, you really don't hear anything after that. There's a lot of noise from the doctor talking to you, but you just, you just don't hear it. I don't know how you felt. Like, I know you probably felt really scared and uh, it was gonna be painful. But like, how long was it till like that just went away and you knew you were probably gonna be okay? Um. You know, I'll say this about when you're being diagnosed with any kind of illness, um, don't read the internet. Uh, you know, once I uh, found out all my symptoms and, and all my scores, there were scores that created the uh, concern on prostate cancer. I looked all these scores up and it was um, almost like a death sentence, you know, from reading it on the internet. And, you know, the reality is it wasn't because I'm here today, but uh, it was a scary time. Uh, it probably took it about uh, two or three weeks to really soak in, but it was the way I approached it. Uh, the first thing I did, I was on a Monday, and on Friday I had to be at a, a business conference in Seattle, and I got up in front of about uh, 100, 150 people in total about my diagnosis that had happened that, that previous Monday. And that's how I dealt with it, was by helping, trying to help others, and 
trying to get others to go out and get checked so that they didn't go through what I was about to go through. Wow, well that's awesome. I mean, just thinking of that right away and trying to help people is really incredible. So how did it affect your like your family and your personal life? Uh, my kids were 12 and 15 or something like that, 16. A uh, couple things that I learned, I didn't sit down with them, because they were about your age. Uh, I didn't sit down with them and explain everything to them the way I should have. Uh, they were just having to pick up bits and pieces from conversations as opposed to having a, an in-depth conversation about that it's not as bad as it could be. Um, you know, it could always be worse. It could always have been a little easier, but it could always have been worse. So what were some ways that you decided to cope with this? Like, this is obviously incredibly large news, but like, what did you do to um, kind of like handle the situation? couple things I did and um, just telling you about the way I dealt with it it's not to be uh, touting my horn by what I did it's just the way I dealt with it was I wrote an email to about 200 people that I knew and I put in there hey here's what I'm going through here's what I didn't see from symptoms uh, here's what I'd like for you to go do it's a call to action I want you to go get checked you know I want you to go get your dad to go get checked or your uncle or your grandfather whoever it happened to be and from that email I sent out, it's about 200 folks, over the next year I had people responding to that email saying, saying, hey, because of you, I went to the doctor and I got a physical. I didn't have prostate cancer, but I found out that I had skin cancer or I found out I had some other kind of disease, but they found it in the very early stages of it. So that was very rewarding. Well, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You're potentially saving lives. Do you think they might have, like, spread it throughout their community and been like, hey, you, you know, Sam here told me to go to the doctor and, you know, go get checked or just a physical? Yeah, I think so. One of the, one of the other things that happened in, um, uh, have you ever seen the Sunday paper, there's a profile. Well, they did a profile on me, and the first thing, and I told the guy writing the article, I said, look, this cannot be about me. It has to be about the disease. And so he interwove the disease and me in this, in this article. And uh, the first thing I had in the article was my email address. And I said, anybody, and this goes out statewide, I said, anybody that has a question or concern, please email me. And it was amazing how many emails I got. Now, to your point, did it ripple throughout? I believe it did because, you know, I was willing to lay it out there and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Here's what the symptoms are. Be a man, be a woman, go get checked out. You know, whether it's a health disease for a lady, like breast cancer or something like that, and for guys it would be prostate cancer or other diseases that there's there's very easy tests to find out whether you have these diseases or not. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, that's, that's incredible. I mean, um, to get this disease and to immediately think of others, that's very selfless. What was it like when you, like, from after all this support and you figured out like you're prostate cancer free and then like what'd you do after that well first off uh, support let's talk about that uh, it was extremely humbling the amount of people that came and wanted to help I don't like people helping me I'm very independent uh, I had to learn to suck it up and let people help uh, because a lot of folks didn't know what to do but they wanted to do something on my behalf or my family's behalf or my wife's behalf so I let people help. Um, a lot of great stories in that regard about people stepping up. Um, but the support was great. You know, I, I 
I've got to go get another checkup here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I go get checked out every uh, 90 days just to make sure because my prostate cancer was very severe. So I had surgery, and um, so I've got a 12, about a nine-inch cut in my gut from where oh. Yeah, but um, that, and then I had to have about a year later. So I had the surgery. Uh, almost a year later to the day, I ran the Bentonville Half Marathon, which is today. So nine years ago today, I'd have been running that marathon, and um, I ran my best time. Wow, that's that's incredible. The year after. Um... Has it come back? That summer, prostate cancer came back. Mm. And so I had to have radiation. So I went through 42 rounds of radiation. Yeah. Pretty I, rough on your body, eh? You know, <laughs> um, yeah, there were days I'd get up and go for a run or a bike ride or what have you. There was other days I'd get up and go take a nap. You know, my body just couldn't handle, uh, handle the workout every day. So I had to attune my body to what it could handle and work. I couldn't work eight hours a day sometimes. Sometimes I could work for an hour, two hours, and then had to call it a day and go home. So um, what do you do now that, like, you, you know you, you know a lot about this disease, and you know a lot of guys might struggle with it, and, um, like, do you, like, host, you know, conferences? So what I did was I got active in going and talking to uh, any kind of uh, group that would listen. Didn't matter how small, how large. Um, I'd go and talk and you know prostate cancer is a is a guy disease you know women do not have prostates so it's only a guy disease so what I've learned is that if you tell the wives about it they'll make sure their husbands go get checked out so I talked to a lot of ladies and then I get an email or a call from their husband going hey because of you my wife is making me go to the doctor oh no yeah which is cool with me I think it's great you know they need to suck it up um, but some of the things that I've been able to do, um, I, I joined the Arkansas Prostate Cancer Foundation at Little Rock. So as a foundation that the sole uh, mission is for prostate awareness, cancer awareness, uh, for checkups. So they go out and do a lot of checkups. Um, I, uh, was on, I'm on the, I've been on it for about six years. I was a chairman. I'm a chairman emeritus. I just rode off as chairman of that board. Um, and. I do as much as I can to talk to guys. I'll find out about a guy going through prostate cancer and I'll sit and talk to him and his wife or him and his family or just to him. So I'm still very active every time I get the opportunity, doing like what we're doing today, you know, spreading the word about awareness. You know, I'm hoping you go home and talk to your dad and make sure he's checked and to your grandfather and to your uncle and to everybody else. So hopefully something good will come out of this conversation. Yeah. So, um, now, you know, we've gone through your whole timeline of, you know, how you first got you first got it and then how you dealt with it and then, you know, how you're spreading awareness. Like, what do you think we can bring out of this conversation? Because what I'm getting at is, um, like, we should all, all we really need to do about prostate cancer is first just awareness just because, you know, you got so many guys to go to their doctor or you got their wives to tell them to go to the doctor. What do you bring out of this? Well, I think the other thing is just don't be scared. Uh, being checked uh, a lot of guys you know we're men we, we don't go to the doctor we just throw some dirt on it some duct tape and we're good uh, it's not that simple you got to go to the doctor you got to take care of yourself you got to be aware of your body um, and you know even for guys like your age you don't have to worry about prostate cancer but there's other things you got to be uh, cognizant of like get enough sleep 
eat oh. right. You've heard me talk about this on the team, you know. Too many times. Yeah, so I want you to be safe. I want you to be healthy, you know, so that you don't have to worry about these other health problems that'll happen when you're 30, 40, 50 years old. So take care of yourself today so you don't have to worry about taking care of yourself when you're my age. Do you think um, what your message is, like, you just could be heard throughout all the community? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're talking about my situation, which was prostate cancer. We could interject any other disease or any other health issue into it and just say, hey, be aware of symptoms. Uh, be aware of what's out there so that you can go and get free screenings. There's a lot, you know, some people say, I don't have the money. Uh, if you look around, there's free screenings practically every month somewhere, whether it's hypertension, which is high blood pressure, diabetes. Um, prostate cancer, breast cancer. I mean, you just name any of the major diseases, you can get free checkups. Now, cancer is a pretty mortifying thing to be told that you have. I know I would feel pretty bad. A lot of people, no matter it's cancer, just bad news, would probably just go home and um, sulk to themselves. But Coach Sam didn't want this tearing him down. Instead, he turned his vulnerability in a way to help others. Yeah, I definitely think that he was a great hero because of his super, superpower. He turned the slap in the face into a strength that he could use, which was helping others to understand what he was going through. And they got checked up because of this to see if they have the same thing or something else like it. Now, this guy probably had the best attitude in dealing with this problem. He had a positive mindset and lifestyle, which he had learned and could help him do this. As an everyday hero, I think we can all agree that his intentions of sending emails out to people was born through this barrier that was trying to keep him from doing great things. He wouldn't have done this if he was never diagnosed with prostate cancer. He probably would have just kept going on with his life, but because of this, he now has helped a bunch of people, so I definitely think that heroes are sculpted through their experiences rather than being born. happy for everyone to hear us today and we are thankful for coach sam to be here and bless all the hidden heroes out there keep on doing good things and being a light to others thank you again we are day banana